This is the Alternative Media, exposing government corruption, defending our suspended constitution, demanding the rights of we the people, broadcasting the truth the puppet media dare not report. Long live liberty and death to the new world order. Prepare yourself. This is the Alternative Media. Good morning and welcome to the Alternative Media here on Republic Broadcasting Network as we sort through the economic, geopolitics, Jewish power, racial realism, white genocide, social engineering, engineered scarcity, and outright lunacy surrounding us in the current day and age. Today is Saturday, April 15th, 2023. We are in hour one of the broadcast and I am, again, Richard Carey, filling in for Mr. Farron Schof. I'm joined today by two uh, co-panelists. I have with me another RBN, well, a couple RBN hosts, Jeremy from Kentucky. Hey, welcome, Jeremy. Thanks, Richard. Good morning, gentlemen. Looking forward to unwrapping the news with you today. And folks, if you haven't been uh, catching Jeremy's broadcasts, you really should. Uh, Farron's listeners, check out Jeremy's show, In Plain Sight, and that's uh, Monday through Thursday. That's 9 p.m. Central here on RBN. And, well, his he, he co-hosts, actually, on Thursdays uh, these days. And his Friday slot, uh, he's uh, given to another, uh, the same gentleman uh, co-hosting Thursdays with him. We have here as well today, folks, that's none other than William Repillum. Uh, be sure to catch William with Jeremy Thursdays and also on Fridays uh, doing the Punch Bowl. And that's, again, 9 p.m. Central uh, Fridays. You can catch William Repillum also on the National Intel Report every Wednesday. So be sure to check out all those broadcasts. William, welcome to the show. Thank you, Richard. Good to be here. I appreciate it. Happy Saturday to everybody out there. And hello, Jeremy, as well. Yes, hello to you both. Uh, I guess there was a little bit of noise in the background. I'll try to watch my cords in my uh, squeaking chair, usually what the uh, problem is on my end. Well, the uh, biggest news I noticed in the headlines this morning a CIA director whining out there. CIA director says U.S. global dominance not guaranteed. Oh, the horror of horrors. Uh, this was a commentary by Mr. Chris Black over at Investment Watch Blog. But he's reporting from RT sources. And he says, wow, no one could have predicted this following Trump's stolen election in 2020. RT reports, the dominant global role of the U.S. can no longer be guaranteed as the country is witnessing a time of change, quote, that comes along a couple of times in a century, unquote. CIA Director Bill Burns has claimed, speaking at the Baker Institute earlier this week, Burns said that although Washington, quote, still has a better hand to play than any of our rivals, unquote, it is, quote, 
no longer the only big kid on the geopolitical block, and our position at the head of the table isn't guaranteed, unquote. Compare and contrast, as CIA Director William Burns complains about Saudi Arabia's move to restore ties with Syria and Iran, China is facilitating and supporting these important steps towards regional peace, stability, and development. And, well, uh, yeah, so uh, frustration is another way it was described. CIA Chief Bill Burns has expressed frustration over Saudi Arabia's, quote, rapprochement with Iran and Syria, unquote, both, quote, heavily sanctioned, unquote, in talks brokered by Washington's global rivals, China, Russia. Peace is breaking out. Prayers for Washington in this frustrating moment. Uh, Jeremy, let me kick it over to you for your thoughts. Yeah, it's interesting as the U.S. empire declines that a lot of their work in the Middle East has been declension, and not only declension, but just straight up being reversed. I mean, you know, the U.S. backed uh, Iraq and the Iraq-Iran thing in the 80s, um, and the U.S. utilized this division of Shiite uh, and Sunni. And so, uh, you know, of course, they based the dollar, or they, they had an alliance with Saudi Arabia, which was Sunni, and then Iran is Shiite, uh, the majority of Iraq was, uh, I think, Shia, and they put Saddam over over them, and he was Sunni. The point being is that they have purposefully, the U.S. has purposefully um, caused division with the Arab states for the benefit of the greater Israel, and they've they've done that for what four or five decades now, and finally, that's pretty much looking like it's over uh, with Saudi Arabia. Joining forces and um, becoming allies with Iran now—that's um, major. That is very major. I almost can't believe that, but it's true. And so, my question would be: What happens with Israel? I think Israel is just kind of stepping back and saying, "Let's see how this shakes out." And whoever comes to power—it's um, probably going to be Russia and China. We'll just uh, buddy buddy with them, while the uh, diaspora Jews in the U.S. are. Looking like they're on a kamikaze mission with this this country is what it looks like. That's what I got to say. William, please your thoughts. Well, I've got a uh, I've got the American Free Press uh, latest in front of me, and the the headline uh, article is U.S. hegemony over the picture of Z and Putin uh, alliance between Russia and China challenges the unipolar order. Um, the question out there is. You know, the the international Jewish banker, Cabal, uh, what is going on there, right? What's uh, last night? I read an article on my show about the uh, the, uh, the 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 unicorn rolled out by the IMF. Right. So where does that fit into the whole thing? Um, is the CIA director just uh, uh, is he just uh, making, uh, you know, a show to. Oh, it's so disappointing. The U.S. dollar is going to crash. Isn't that what they're already what they're just trying to do anyway, or is it really globo homo against the BRICS uh, um, uh, power blocks that seems to be um, consolidating against uh, the U.S. globo homo version? Is this just a dialectical argument? Um, you know, that's I, I just have questions around around all of that. Right, absolutely, and. So we all should 
Uh, I noticed another commentary uh, related over at, let's see, this was at internationalman.com. Doug Casey, I found it at Zero Hedge. Doug Casey on why the U.S. is headed into its quote-unquote fourth turning. And they say the economic, political, social, and cultural situation seems to have become increasingly volatile in the United States and more broadly in the West. Is this a unique situation or part of a recurring historical cycle? And so uh, in this book, The Fourth Turning, they outline the recurring generational cycles that have occurred throughout American history. And, well, yeah, it's it, it seems generally uh, clear that military dominance and forcing everyone to use the U.S. dollar uh, for international trade and commerce, it's the only approach uh, the U.S. is willing to undertake pretty much, what, ever since Bretton Woods. Uh, you know, this, this, they've become too comfortable uh, without needing to actually partner in trade and commerce uh, to strengthen themselves in a developing in a, in a, a uh, transitioning, if you will, global economy. And that's really where this Eurasian shift is going to bite them in the behind, because everyone else is making deals while the U.S. is making threats. You know, I think is a, similar to how many have been stating it. Hmm. Not sure. Uh, not sure why I'm keep uh, getting this sound coming evidently from my end here. Uh, okay, I'll try to stay as quiet as possible, and. Right now, at least, I, I don't think there should be any noise. And as far as these well, wars, it's ridiculous how much uh, we've actually used up already for this Ukraine situation. As far as our, our supplies, not just ammo and supplies for war, but fuel. Hmm. Okay. No, I really don't know why. Uh, I'll have to... to investigate this further I, I, I really don't know where my noise is coming from at the moment here. I could but okay well I'll uh, I don't know I'll, I'll try to, to fix that I don't really want to mess with the mic or anything as you say while I'm live and plugged in here it doesn't usually work out very well but I'm just going to jump in there real quick if you don't mind you can see, like back in 2000, so after the Iraqi sanctions in the 90s, then um, they went on the oil for food program, right? And Saddam started going away from the U.S. dollar for uh, oil exports. And then Iran and Venezuela followed suit, and that started this chain reaction. I think that was one of the main reasons why you had the Iraqi invasion of 2003. The U.S. put that down pretty quick. So this was naturally just going to happen countries ally together and get up, get away from the U.S. dollar. That's one point that I wanted to bring up. Thank mm. you. Yes. No, I guess uh, very true. I don't know. William, did, did you want to add to that? Yeah. To yeah. 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 The question, you know, the way that the international Jewish um, cabal behaves around the world, going around forcing everybody uh, to uh, accept its uh, everything, accept its uh, version of history, accept its, uh, it's it's dollar you know it's the u.s dollar remember it's the, the usa 
Inc. is not the United States people, the people, you know, we the people and the, you know, Bill of Rights and everything. It's a totally separate thing. Um, and this is the, the hegemony that goes around the world and uses, uh, you know, it says it's democracy to go around and conquer all these other countries and uh, commit these horrible war crimes, which is all of these wars all over the world have been. Um, it's just so important for the uh, red-blooded American to make that distinction. Unfortunately, so many of them don't. I ran into one of my friends the other day. I thought I red-pilled, and um, and next thing you know, he's he can't even have the conversation because his uncle fought and died in World War II fighting against Hitler. So, so the conversation is done. It's over. There's no way you can even talk to him or reason with him about it. And uh, and it's just really sad. There's just these there's rea- these realities we got to face here if we're going to get anywhere as the people that, to have some kind of power once everything uh, you know collapses. Um, but but yeah, I mean, going back to the IMF uh, uh, um, Unicoin, the IMF Unicoin. Where how what's going to happen with that? So is there what I think that the BRICS nation is working on their own. You know, uh, China and Russia talked about in this article that they're going to start trading in rubles and and in the uh, in the yuan. So, um, uh, what does that mean? Is that just what they're going to do for now until the IMF? You know, are they all on board with the IMF? I don't know. I don't know. That's. Uh, do you guys know what do you what do you say, Jeremy? Hard to say until this all shakes out. Um, but with with oil rich countries I mean, trading in rubles and, and yuan, uh, I think that these two countries, let's say you know Russia and, and China being the lead, they're going to probably come together and um, with the UN and formulate some sort of global uh, currency. I would think. Yes. Yeah. Well. well of a few, well, we've heard of a few of these digital uh, currencies emerging right now uh, simultaneously the UK, the EU, and the IMF. Uh, go ahead, William. Ah, uh, well, you've also got to figure in the um, cultural differences, right? So I don't think China and Russia are on board with Globo Homo. And that, you know, they're forcing that on everyone everywhere. I don't think that that's as successful in China as just as just sort of like infrastructural communism has become in, in China very successful. Um, oh yeah, no, I, well, I wasn't indicting Russia and China, but I think as the leaders of the global community, I think they're probably going to lead us in some sort of a, a a global currency to replace the dollar, so that people don't have to trade in you know, countries don't have to trade in these different currencies. That's the point I was making. Back to you, Gordon. Oh, that's an excellent point, Jeremy. Yeah, because there is going to have to be, uh, I guess, a, a global reserve currency. Um, and it probably, since we're moving to a digital version, they're moving into this digital, you know, either this central banking digital currency. Um, and now there's this, so there's a central banking digital currency, which, I don't know. That only pertains to what the Fed is replacing the United States uh, cash with. And then there's this international uh, unicoin. And so 
I'm gonna I'm gonna have to do more research on where it looks like it's heading, but that's a really interesting topic, the direction and probably where you can look at that, follow the money to find out like what you know, where the dialectic itself is being pushed towards. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and you had asked me a, a question Thursday and I didn't ever reply. We ended up getting callers, William. You were asking about the Ten Kingdoms. I don't want to make this about biblical prophecy, but, but the UN has already divided the globe up into ten climate regions. And so, um, you know, if Russia and China do work with the UN, you could see some sort of a division like that. Uh, just to answer your question, where you know the globe is pretty much headed by ten different, um, I guess, governors that sort of regulate things. And I don't know how it would go with the social aspect if they would, you know, implement that at first. But but I think the the primary drive for this would be economic uh, for these two countries, for Russia and China, and, and not uh, trying to implement you know homosexuality on the globe. Well, okay. Uh, moving on here. Uh, I mean, economic is really the core of a lot of. Uh, these strains, uh, ever-increasing strains on the U.S. And, of course, where they put their money, it's all about a global transformation ideology. You know, let's face it, uh, the Biden administration, that's their number one thing, is, is just to go wherever the wind takes them from uh, those oligarchs who would like to shape the world in their own image. Uh, I suppose they might put it. We have the U.S. Uh, without even enough uh, munitions if they actually needed them. But I, you know, I am one of those who is suspicious that at, at a certain level, a lot of this, this geopolitical conflict at this point is uh, largely stage managed. Uh, I, I don't know. I, we would actually see, you know, a major attack of the U.S., full-on attack from another superpower. I, I, don't, I don't know. I can't really imagine anyone having a motive for that. Uh, you know, the wealthiest like to stay the wealthiest, and they're okay with sharing a lot of that comfort uh, with other um, similar individuals around the globe is is the way I see things in, in this day and age. I, I mean, the World Economic Forum is an obvious testament to that truth, that reality. But the U.S. doesn't even have its own munitions. Uh, rep- we have the uh, U.S. Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene out there tweeting, and she says, this is unforgivable that we have given so much ammunition to Ukraine that we have to borrow 50,000 rounds from South Korea. Pathetic. And I, I can't disagree there. It, it's just ridiculous as far as priorities, especially with this administration and those who are pulling their strings. It's so on display, folks. I hear the music. We'll be right back. Stick around. The Alternative Media, Richard Carey, Jeremy from Kentucky, William Repillum filling in for Farron Schoff. We'll be right back.
protest inside the Tennessee State Capitol yesterday raised some questions. I'm Peter Serfine with another Liberty Minute. I carry a gun to protect those around me. I'm a member of Right to Bear to protect my legal rights. Use code LIGHTHOUSE at protectwithbear.com for affordable carry insurance. Protesters swarmed the Tennessee State Capitol building yesterday as votes were being taken to expel three Democrat members of the State House. The vote to expel these three Democrats is because last week those three joined in another protest inside the Capitol building. That protest disrupted the proceedings of the legislature. I'm not sure how I feel about this. Should elected officials be removed because they protested and disrupted the proceedings? One thing I definitely noticed is that nobody is reporting on this storming of this state capitol as an insurrection. A thousand people have been prosecuted for storming a capitol building and disrupting an official proceeding on January 6, 2021. How is this any different? Oh, because these protesters want gun control. Find more news and commentary at liberty-lighthouse.com. Until next time. Sivis Pashem, Parabellum. Did you know the IRS publicly admits that income tax is collected by voluntary compliance? Get the information you need to help you avoid income tax with these five easy steps. All you have to do is go to avoidincometax.com to get your five easy steps on how to avoid the IRS income tax. Escape the IRS. Let avoidincometax.com help you. We guarantee our five easy steps or your money back. Go to avoidincometax.com. My name is John. I'm the founder of Blackout Coffee, and I started uh, Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee, and after traveling so much to Europe, South America, and trying so many different coffees that were so good, and uh, every time I came back uh, to the U.S., I was so disappointed with the coffee, so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee. It's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumers' house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee, you have to try ours. It's fresh roasted. It's one of the best beans that we can get, and you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10. for Fair and Show, along with Jeremy from Kentucky and William Repillum. 
Yeah, I, I apologize for the uh, a bit of noise there. It seems it's just my uh, cough button, folks. My uh, my Rolls uh, mic switch, generally a good good brand. Uh, it might just be just momentary when I when I mute on and off there. But yeah, more on the economic front, a J.P. Morgan CEO, uh, Jamie Dimon, uh, he's out there saying that the recession is inevitable. There isn't a sign of the market bottom, uh, is what uh, Alex Merck uh, was pointing out and, and quoting uh, J.P. Morgan CEO Diamond, there, who pointed out there will inevitably be a recession. This is the same man, CEO of J.P. Morgan, who was just suggesting that we need to start confiscating private land in the name of climate change. So you can see how much he's drinking the Kool-Aid there. Office space across America is uh, up to a vacancy rate of 20%. So it's certainly uh, a sign of, uh, you know, one of the things you really can't hide, no matter how much they try to uh, manipulate the uh, inflation numbers uh, with their machination calculations. And in San Francisco, uh, you know, one of the uh, most uh, left-leaning hellholes in this country, a record 30% of office space is vacant in San Francisco. So go figure. They're saying that the housing bubble, let's see, uh, Charles Hugh Smith is saying this housing bubble is different. It's much more precarious. And uh, Marco Rubio warns there is no fix. He warns the global monetary experiment ends in bloodbath. And uh, this analyst and financial writer, John Rubio, has been around a while. I'm sure a lot of you have heard of him. He said in February, we are in a debt and death spiral that will force dramatic changes on the world. And again, I mean, the, the actions the U.S. is taking is, is not at all uh, realistic. And really, the, uh, the decisions with the pocketbook are, are mightier than the sword. Uh, the, the way the current dynamics geopolitically uh, have been developing, the U.S. refuses to acknowledge that, and it will be its, to its detriment considerably. And uh, let's see, did I have any more uh, economic-related news? Well, a Fox business is saying commercial real estate market could crash soon. Uh, CNBC is saying Europe's commercial real estate could be next to fall. And people are talking about whether or not the... Uh, well, of course, the, the, the Fed basically seems to be uh, waiting until there's... Inevitable crash. It looks like the property market will be what will upset uh, those with money who are who are closest pals with the bankers for them to actually uh, reverse anything. You know, the, the rate hike thing is really just all pomp and circumstance. It's just a token gesture to seem like they're doing something when really it's the worst thing you could do once things are this far along. But, of course, the Federal Reserve in and of itself is criminal and, and, and aligned to never work in our favor and, and always have these, these crunches of uh, reset being necessary, right? 
and I mean, a lot of these agendas are related. The green agenda is about, I think, bankrupting uh, the nation and shifting further control. Because, well, they love how the electric vehicles have so many digital uh, gadgets tracking anything and everything, able to stop you from using the vehicle or shut it off uh, when they want. But they're saying electric vehicles will fade as their true costs become clear. It was uh, an article at the Mrs. Institute. The Mrs. Institute, I found, once again, at Zero Hedge. But yeah, peak EV uh, may be coming soon where yeah, these will fade as their true costs become clear. Nonetheless, on Wednesday, the Environmental Protection Agency had uh, plans announced where there will be a tough new tailpipe emission standard designed to effectively force the auto industry to phase out the sale of gas-powered cars but I, I, yeah, I don't know if it'll if it'll go all the way through as as, as many are, are suggesting. Once uh, people really see you know, the trade-off is not nearly worth it uh, in in any way whatsoever regarding the efficiency. Never mind that the CO two climate change scam is is just that is nothing more than a scam. And. Well, L.A. business owner says nude homeless camp is deterring customers for another sign of the times. You think? Well, we'll be right back, folks. Stick around on the alternative media. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Real news, real talk, real people. Because you can handle the truth. Extendivite, a seven-herb combination of garlic, cayenne, hawthorn, bilberry, ginkgo biloba, valerian, and milk thistle. Extendivite is designed to strengthen the heart and arteries and help the body heal itself. Doctors are not able to explain the improvements they are seeing in their patients' health who are taking Extendivite. People who once needed more pills are now taking less and getting better. Due to the unexplainable improvements in their patients' health, more doctors are calling to order Extendivite for themselves. Help Extendivite make your doctor a believer. Extendivite is available in capsule or liquid form for just $69.95 for a two-month supply. To get started, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit heartdrop.com Extend your life with Extendovite Are you sick of censorship? TLB Talk is the cure. TLB stands for truth, liberty, and balance. We are the newest and most unique social media platform to hit the internet. We were built out of necessity because Big Tech, Big Pharma, and Big Brother are out of control. The only thing bigger than them is when we the people are united. With that vision, TLB Talk was born. Our battlefield is in cyberspace. The battle we're in can be won by clicks of buttons and voting with your wallet. TLB Talk has no hidden agendas, no corporate funding, and we do not sell, trade, or give away any of your information. Our platform runs off of generous donations of members and merchandise profits. So please, check out our site. 
It's the best around. And be sure to stop by our store. It's loaded with items that'll have you feeling a sense of member pride and victory. Come unite with us today at TLBtalk.com and join the social media revolution. Hey there, are you going to wait till the cows come home to get your new ease-off drop-and-lift? What in the world is an ease-off drop-and-lift? Our ease-off is a new tool to increase production for your meat processing company that will get that whole hog or half a beef on or off your rail with our remote control. That sounds great, but can I afford it? Sure, and the ease-off installs fast. The effortless operation will reduce fatigue, speed up your line, and increase profits. Okay, I'm convinced. Where can I get my ease-off? Go to easeoff.com. That's E-A-Z-E-O-F-F dot com. And hurry because we're offering free shipping for a limited time. Easeoff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. Easeoff, LLC, 417-932-6419. The Alternative Media, Richard Carey filling in for Farron Schof, and I have as co-pilots Jeremy from Kentucky and William Rapillum. Jeremy, you just sent a, a couple of uh, articles in the uh, Skype chat there. Uh, perhaps you'd like to uh, uh, reference some of these to the listeners? Yeah, I was just taking notes on all the headlines you were reading and things that we talked about trying to like come up with a, an overall view. So we look back to the 2008 housing collapse where Goldman Sachs consolidated a lot of power and, and land, um, then followed by 2009 H1N1 swine flu, uh, alleged pandemic, the alleged swine flu, alleged pandemic. And then um, that comes to that article I sent you from 2010. Um, blogspot. It's a weird website, but it's the only one that I could find that covered this. Um, where a response to these uh, economic collapses and um, so-called pandemic response was the agendas 21 and 2030, UN dividing the world into 10 regional groupings. So you flash forward what we have in 2020, uh, another alleged pandemic of COVID, and then more financial collapses in the last three years um, in conjunction with the Ukrainian conflict. So it looks like that the American domination that, that emerged from World War II or that new world order is collapsing into the domination of Russia and China, and that should lead to a power shift to the UN as they use various climate change and so-called pandemics and collapses to push this. Um, also, with all the land confiscation and whatnot, I think Russia and China have become so wealthy, like in the last 30 years, they're going to do anything to hold on to that. And I'm sure they'll go right in along with this uh, UN control and, and this drive in the name of climate change 
to just consolidate global power and uh, put their their foot down on the, the populist neck. And I think the the banking collapses is basically just a consolidation into into power under BlackRock and Vanguard, Jewish controlled banks that will, I'm sure, look to implement social changes in the name of global homo once they have all of the uh, main countries uh, sort of tied into human agreements. That's the direction that I think it's going just in a nutshell, just putting everything together that, that we were talking about and that you were reading, as well as the past guidance on how things could go in the future. And those superpowers certainly have a strong advantages right out of the gate. I mean, currently, how much we've allowed to get shifted in manufacturing terms to China in recent decades in the time frame you reference, and then in Russia, I mean, in the current day, there was one person uh, referring to uh, when they looked at the crowd at a current, a recent speech Putin was giving, and well, at least, you know, people talk about how well, you know, he left some of the Jewish oligarchs this and that. The white genocide has yet to occur, at least in in Putin's realm. I mean, people look out across the crowd, and it's all white faces. Uh, and you you know you don't see these other agendas like the the gay slash uh, transsexual agenda. Uh, certainly not the the anti-white uh, policies and demographic uh, transitions, uh, at least in the current era. And uh, it would be hard to be understand to see how there would be a time where that would come into place in Russia. Honestly, I have trouble seeing. It. Jeremy. Well, yeah, and just to that point that you just made, excellent point, but, you know, Putin, Xi Jinping, they're not going to be in power, um, you know, indefinitely. And when they, you know, leave the, the world leading stage, who's going to take over? And what I think the point that I'm making is that whoever's leading these countries, they're going to be so desperate to keep their financial status, their prosperity, that they'll probably go along with whatever social change by genocide. And that's... And I'm not saying that the UN in and of itself is going to dominate. They're going to be, of course, you know, dominated by global banks like BlackRock. So I think that's how, you know, happen. A very in- insightful point there. Uh, the other thing, of course, uh, regarding Russia, fuel. I mean, they, they're just loaded with fuel for themselves and for sale to others. Uh, and as far as their, uh, again, manufacturing uh, regarding China. William, would you like to add to this? Okay, William might be... Yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah, I was on mute there. Um, Yeah, that's, you know, if you you open a browser, you open a browser window like Edge, it comes up immediately with all their propaganda and... It's nonstop anti-Putin. Putin's going to die. Putin's health's failing. Putin's being traded. There's a traitor against Putin. Putin is terrible. Putin, Putin, Putin. Um, They definitely want him out. They definitely want him out. I think you're right. Once, uh, you know, Z and Putin, they're not going to be there forever. Uh, You know, they're human beings. Um, So who will they get replaced with? Um, and uh, there definitely seems to be inner machinations taking place uh, in, in within the governments there that I've seen, you know. Um, 
So, uh, <clears throat> yeah, let me kick it back to you. I kind of lost my train of thought there. Yeah, no, it pretty much sums up, though. I mean, what we've all contributed collectively, the state of affairs. And, well, that is the thing with a dictator. You can have significant change when necessary. And that's why people point out, for example, in the Third Reich, why someone like Adolf Hitler, an absolute dictator, with that sort of control was necessary uh, when you look at the depths the, the country had sunk to. And we're seeing a mirror of that era. I mean, of course, the Roaring Twenties, it was debaucherous in the U.S. as well. Uh, but Germany was certainly uh, well, the peak of, of that era's uh, depravity. It's, it's very sad how in the West, emphasized in the U United States, in this era, we are seeing such a, a mirror image of that. So, I mean, I don't know, we have these cycles, perhaps, where you, you need a country to have a, a, a strong, absolute control dictator for a time, and then perhaps you need an era of uh, something else uh, every so often in, in, in between. Uh, it could, could that be the case? Because, yeah, any good benign dictator is eventually going to die. And it's been pointed out, like, if there were no World War II, uh, who would Hitler's successor be, even if he had the best of intentions? Uh, one after him, uh, maybe not so much. And that's very close to how you are painting the picture currently uh, with Putin and, and Xi. I, I don't know uh, if I feel as warmly toward Putin, uh, even less certain I'm as warm towards G, but as far as the changes since past eras in in their countries, I mean, there, there are a lot of positives, and that's undeniable. Well, uh, you know, what you brought up, yeah, what you brought up about the run. Well, you faded for a second. Could you repeat that, Jeremy? Yeah, what I was saying brought up of the rise of Hitler, um, that sort of goes in what we were talking about on the panel yesterday with the collapse of the U.S. I mean, the Weimar Republic just wasn't sustained. And uh, perhaps this would be a good time to shift topics a little bit. I had a couple, uh, a handful of other, other news stories, really quite a bit I, I try to have ready. It's barren, uh, goes through so much every week. It's difficult to compete with that. But uh, I, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm always balancing with the uh, panelists, uh, you know. So it's kind of a fusion show here. I mean, I could report straight news, you know, the the entire first hour with with no one and no commentary, and I, I generally have plenty of articles to to do so. But you know, yes, again, since I'm not trying to compete with Farron's standards of reporting, we do hope we'll get him back soon. I. I, I on average, settled for a fusion here, but uh, you know, n nonetheless, uh, the most important topics, uh, at the very least, uh, I'd like to get the main headlines of, of uh, at least a, a handful of of what we see need to focus on, like the shots. You know, no one's talking about the mRNA damage anymore because so many other things are in our face uh, to deal with, but it's still a reality. And, you know, on the horizon, I don't know. I, I hate to even push the fear porn. I have an article here about uh, 
fear of a, of a new bird flu at a wet market, allegedly in China, in some 56-year-old woman's case, H3N8, bird flu victim. And so they're saying, so it begins. You know, could this be pandemic 2.0 or, or what? We've heard a few different things circulating uh, in different countries, CDC warnings here at U.S. airports uh, when there was, what, an African uh, virus condition in someone detected recently, you know, quite a few out there. And, and we're, we're each one, we're wondering, will this be what Bill Gates was talking about, you know, laughing with his wife? Uh, the next one will really get their attention. And I think it could be something like, I don't know, these Ebola-type symptoms bleeding from the orifices and what have you, eyes. You, you never know. Is that, that certainly what, is what comes to my mind when I hear him say that, you know, rather than just a variation of flu symptoms. Uh, to scare people even further, whether or not there's much any real danger in most regions of most countries, as long as you get that fear in them, you know, oh, do I want some, some like extremely harsh flu? Oh, do I want blood coming out of my eyes? You know, yeah, it certainly ramps things up a bit. But uh, <laughs> so we have a, a bit of news, though, uh, getting away from the, the pandemic fear porn, just to some of the realities. It turns out they deliberately have been giving the unvaccinated a lower standard of care at the hospitals. And again, I'm not surprised uh, this two-tier system like Biden, uh, on a side note, Biden is out there pointing out they're, they're trying to institute a, uh, a waiting list for organ transplants based on race and, and, their, and their so-called equity. Of course, so white people, uh, well, maybe if you're, who knows, maybe if you're gay, and white or a woman who's married a black man, you may have better odds. But, uh, you know, the straight white men are, for certain are going to be at the very bottom of that list. And they're hoping they'll never get any organ transplants ever again. I mean, it's just how close to South Africa do we have to get, you know, before all of the race blind normies wake up and realize that, that these racial proxy armies of Jewish power are, are just going to keep going with the rhetoric that's already been fed to them, they believe it now, okay? And they, they, they think they need their reparations, and they, they believe all of the sins they were told white people are to blame for. But, so yeah, we have a doctor speaking out about this. Uh, after the vaccine was rolled out in late 2020, it became a functional mandate in a broader community. And then definitively mandated by the late summer of 2021, the medical community in the country... The county that he was working started refusing, refusing to care for unvaccinated patients, except in the hospital setting. I couldn't believe that patients were banned from accessing basic primary care at first, but then I spoke to a man at my church who was denied both refills of his diabetic medications and treatment for a sinus infection by his primary care provider, all because of his COVID vaccination status. Okay, so it, not at the hospital, uh, particularly in, in that report, but... Um, care prior to uh, needing to admit oneself. He says, this was so unconceivable, I didn't believe it. Even when patients did make it to the hospital, I learned that the physician, physicians and staff in the emergency room were directed to provide, okay, there you have it, a lower tier of medicine to this group of patients in the hospital setting as well, folks. So yeah, no, that is part of what he's testifying to. It was less than acceptable and worse, less dignified than the caregiver to any other patients pre and post COVID. 
I had to verify with physician leaders that they approved of this inhumanity. I found out, I found out that all of the major health care systems in the county had agreed to this action and drove the creation of the policies that demanded physicians act in direct opposition to their oaths. After discovering this, I departed from the medical community in spirit. And yeah, Dr. Miller's story, you could find that they deliberately gave the unvaccinated a lower standard of care uh, investment watch blog. Uh, you could find that article there if you want to share it and the links it has. The U.S. government has approved the first COVID-19 jab injury claims. And this is just a slap in the This is just ridiculous. Uh, the three claims listed, all right, are a $2,000. so two two grand or 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 one thousand or fifteen hundred dollars and that's it and and a lot of these people don't know really what all is going to happen they could die in five to ten years just due to weakened immune system and the various organs in the body uh, having issues as many doctors have been predicting uh, which will take a little while to develop, could have a, a, a serious uh, quality of life compromising permanent condition Very starting very soon. Many already have or die within five to ten years. But, you know, $1,000, $2,000, you should be good. You know, you should, you should be okay as long as you get that compensation there. I, I just couldn't believe it. if you're going to give out amounts whatsoever, uh, such low. Uh, I don't, William. I'm not even sure you can stay for the second hour when we take calls. To, so let's hear from you some more here. You want to comment on this? Um, yeah, calling attention to the race, uh, the race issue is, um, I think, of paramount importance. And Richard, you laid it out beautifully. Um, just all of the different prongs coming in to eliminate uh, white people, to exterminate white people, the Jewish plan to exterminate white people. And I just love to always have the opportunity to always expose the Jews and their plan to exterminate white people off the face of the planet. Um, a lot of people will say, well, Jews are white. So what do you mean? I don't get it. Or, uh, you know, they'll start um, screeching about World War II and how we had to stop Hitler and they think that stopping Hitler was stopping communism, and, and then but they don't put two and two together about how uh, after World War II communism spread like crazy, including in the U.S. and throughout our school system, uh, <clears throat> all throughout the media and propaganda. I mean, I mean, communist Jew, um, three-letter institutions emerged, you know, kind of out of the U.N. and then. The Council on Foreign Relations, uh, Bilderberg Group, the Trilateral Commission. Um, It's just astonishing. You know, people just don't have the capability. And then they think, you need to study history. And and it's like, yeah, it's it's very frustrating. It's very frustrating. But, yeah, um, we should have no shame about pointing out, and we should have no compunction about pointing out and I think we need to start speaking about it with great conviction, too. Um, and that works really well. Don't give anybody an inch. Don't give these Jewish monsters an inch on their on what they're doing. You know, don't if you're if you 
if you if you're getting a vaccine mandate or something like that, um, completely don't don't go. Oh, I, I get my exemption. Forget that. You don't need an exemption. What you need is you need to take your samurai sword and you just stick it up their rear side with it, figuratively speaking. So uh, that's what you do. You don't uh, you don't uh, participate in their game and use their exemptions. Your exemption is the fact that they don't have the right to do that. So make that very clear. Um, and uh, I think it'll, it'll work out a lot better. It, it actually helps to dismantle their entire apparatus. I'm, I'm dead serious about that. Even just one person uh, coming out and just laying it down with absolute conviction. You know, that may come in the form of sending a letter all the way up through the chain of your whole command, all the way up to the CEO and send it to as many people as you possibly can in your company. And just basically, um, you basically, you're, 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 you're firebombing their campaign and, uh, and, and you're, you're destroying this genocidal apparatus, um, nonviolently. So there you go. Yeah, so I think in this scenario that we were painting, uh, where you know China and Russia are sort of leaders in this new thing alliance with the UN, let's keep in mind so that I'm I'm being nuanced here uh, that, that Russia under Putin and China under Xi, they went a hundred percent on board with the whole pandemic and the lockdowns and the measures. China is still doing lockdowns this year in some regions. Um, the only country in that you know next to Russia, Belarus, they didn't go along with any of it. Um, but, but Russia and China certainly did. So that's something to keep in mind um, that if, if the UN does declare another pandemic globally, um, that, that Russia and China would go along with that. And uh, that could be their Achilles heel. And uh, to briefly mention a couple other stories here, a Biden administration goes after AI tech. Uh, Biden administration is planning to regulate artificial intelligence so that it doesn't engage in hate speech and disinformation. The number of quote-unquote former FBI operatives in charge of regulating social media speech is astounding. And they have a, a list of them here. John Turner, YouTube Director of Intelligence, Trust and Safety. James Baker, Twitter Deputy General Counsel. Douglas Turner, Twitter Senior Manager, Corporate and Executive Security Services. Don Burton, Google Director, Chief of Staff, Privacy and Safety. Former Twitter Senior Director and Trust Safety. Uh, Rachel Hespel, Google Executive Speechwriter and Communications Manager. Eric Miller, AWS Senior Manager, Principal uh, Security. It, it goes on. I don't know. I think it would be more effective to um, you know, mention all of the, the Jews in power in, in our banking industry and corporations, these uh, so-called elected uh, bureaucrats and the like. But... The Yeah, the uh, Restrict Act is something I really need to look into the wording more of. I, I mean, I heard, I think it was Mr. Michael Rivero uh, referring to uh, any type of uh, VPN uh, is in part uh, covered, uh, you know, banned with this Restrict Act. And I, I would like a little more details on, on that specifically, because I know a lot of broadcasters even rely on, on VPN uh, for what they feel comfortable with. And so, I don't know, yeah, there is a lot that this, well, everything else, you know, that we can't 
focus on simultaneously, uh, even the attacks on our children alone, as I say, is enough for most people to not even focus on a lot of these topics I mentioned today. Uh, you know, this attack, what, uh, racially and, and, and sexual orientation-wise on the youth. And, of course, well, the, the communist indoctrination along the way. But one more uh, article headline here. Judge refuses to delay January 6th defendant's trial after McCarthy releases video footage. Federal judges rejected a request from a January 6th defendant to delay a trial over her role in the Capitol riot after House Speaker Kevin McCarthy released thousands of hours of surveillance video footage to Fox News host Tucker Carlson. The request was a de- for a delay was made in the context of first allowing the 44,000 hours of footage to be reve- reviewed. And so, you know, it's there are a lot of theories on, on quite a few of these things. The classified document dump, and I, I admit I keep going back and forth. On, I, I really need to look at more of what uh, these alleged classified documents are saying. But, yeah, it is very possible some of these in the corporate media are, are trying to discredit them. Uh, because there is uh, truth to them. At the very least, I suspect this 21-year-old National Guardsman was not uh, a lone wolf in getting these documents out there, okay, uh, regardless of who whose side he was on, pro-U.S., uh, anti-U.S. I, I think at, at the very least I'm suspicious of that, uh, and I would like to look at more of, of uh, what was included in those. But certainly it, not uh, looking good for NATO, U.S., on the Ukraine front and looking far better for Russia, the way things have progressed, that information that has been revealed is accurate. And I don't see how it benefits the U.S. unless they want to reveal it, uh, so-called, quote unquote, accidentally to the public to tone down the war rhetoric and just try to get people to look over uh, there while they uh, patch this up over here. China is uh, one example of that. And of course, the Trump fiasco. I'd like to hear your thoughts on all of these things in the second hour, folks. The alternative media. And please support the network. We'll be right back. Have you been looking for a trusted long-term storable food company? We have a solution for you. Simply Clean Foods is dedicated to providing the best quality food you can buy next to fresh from a farmer's market. Our line of resealable fruits, vegetables, and meats are suitable for everyday use, and you won't have to worry about throwing away valuable groceries ever again. Our food is completely GMO-free, and our stringent quality controls plus testing for heavy metals makes us unique in the storable foods market. Simply Clean Foods' primary focus is to bring clean food to people all around the world and change the way we look at freeze-dried food in our daily cooking. 
When you purchase from Simply Clean Foods, not only will you be receiving high-quality food, but you will also be supporting veterans in need across the country and those who are affected by natural disasters. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and click on Long-Term Food Storage in the rotating sponsors' banners to support RBN. Simply Clean Foods. Do it today. You can't handle the truth. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit republicbroadcasting.org today because you can handle the truth.